Welcome to the Black Range Pub Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Cadera, and today we begin the first in a series of interviews with noted contemporary Southwest authors. To get things off to a great start, we are privileged to have with us today the multi-award winning author of suspense and thriller novels, Joseph Bedal. Joseph Bedal is a three-time gold medal award winner from the Military Writers of America and was named their Author of the Year. He is a multiple winner of the Tony Hillerman Award for Best Fiction and has been recognized as one of the 50 best writers you should be reading. His books have been top prize winners on multiple occasions in the New Mexico and Arizona Book Awards. He is a recipient of the Eric Hoffer Literary Award and was honored as a finalist in the International Book Awards. I could go on, but let's give the man a chance to speak for himself. Welcome to the Black Range Pub, Joseph Bedal. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with you today. Well, I'd like to uh, I'd like to start at my most recent encounter with your writing, and that is the book that just came out, The Carnivale Conspiracy. Um, it's an amazingly intricate story, and you've got a literally have a cast of thousands and that's only counting the bad guys you got a <laughs> story that covers the globe you've got several locations in iran hungary northern europe washington dc west point fort bragg and of course venice i, I probably left something out there uh, but you have multiple antagonists you got multiple protagonists and as i was reading your book i marveled at how you were able to keep track of all that and maintain a literary balance. I kind of imagined you uh, sitting not behind a uh, computer screen, but out on stage juggling dozens of plates, spinning them in the air. How the heck do you do that? Well, you know, I, Bob, I think the, the, any, any author that has a, uh, is writing a book and, and is passionate about it, is able to juggle those uh, those plates, as you put it, um, and and that's I've been very fortunate that I am so passionate about what I do that uh, I get, kind of get in a uh, zone and start writing, and then I find myself going off on a tangent, and then now I need another uh, kind of a subplot and so forth. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things that uh, you're, I know your wife is an artist and I, and as is mine. And I think one of the things that, uh, or one of the, the kind of the way I look at my writing is the way painters look at their work. And that is that they're multi-layered. Okay. And, yeah. and so, uh, you know, you've got vertical perspective and horizontal perspective and, and, uh, um, the you know you've got layers of paint that you know it's not just one plane of paint and even and before so, you start you have to prepare the canvas so you have to do a lot of well legwork that that's right and i think you being a successful author uh i and being married to a, an artist i think you can re relate to what i'm talking I about can. here and that is that you know preparing the canvas as you astutely pointed out is what we do as as writers when we sit down and start coming up with a concept and um so uh i do find however that that my uh, 
my thrillers, my international thrillers tend to be more complicated. And I think that's kind of the definition of the, of the genre. Right. Uh, mysteries also complicated, but probably less so. And of course, probably geographically a whole lot less complicated. Mm. Well, I've read, uh, well, I've read all of the Danforth Saga books, and most of your, I think you're at 17 now, 17 books, something yeah, like that? Yeah, the 18th will be out in the spring. Okay. Um, and I was just wondering, going all the way back to Evil Deeds, which I believe was the first Danforth Saga book, uh, is this, uh, is Carnivale Conspiracy the last hurrah for uh for the family, Bob and Liz going to finally get some peace and quiet. Uh, <laughs> seems like seems like everywhere that Bob and Liz go, there, there's somebody looking for trouble. You know, I think and... Joe, if, if those, those two could probably uh, retire and run marriage encounters or something, because <laughs> after all they've been through, they're still together. Well, you know, as you know, uh, I've got three generations of Danforths right. now in the last couple Danforth saga books. And so we've got Michael, the son, uh, well, you know, Ro Robert uh, or Bob, the, the father. We've got Michael, the son, and we've got Robbie, the, the grandson. And uh, Robbie has now come up uh, where he's uh, a, a cadet at, the, uh, at West Point. Right. And Michael is a senior general in special ops. And Bob is supposedly retired. And mm -hmm. to answer your question specifically, I actually am already thinking about a, um, a, another book in the Danforth Saga series that will involve Bob. And I'm going to bring back his former boss at the CIA. Uh -huh. And um, so I, uh, I'm just kind of in the nascent, uh, stage of trying to come up with, you know, where I'm going to, where am I going to place it and so forth. You're sleeping really, on it, right? You're sleeping yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really thought about how Michael and Robbie are going to play a role and whether they will or uh, at all. So, well, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the multi-generational aspect to Carnivale Conspiracy. I thought it was good. great that you had, had uh, the family so involved on three different fronts, uh, each of them fighting their own battle, but it was all the same battle. Right. Right. Well, thank you. I, uh, well, I, again, I, I'm at a point where I haven't really thought about how they're going to be involved. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so how long did it take you to write Carnivale Conspiracy? Well, it, it took me a little longer than most of them. And as you pointed out there, it was very complex and, and, uh, uh it's kind of interesting. I, uh, the idea for the story came to me when we were in Venice, uh, a few years ago and, uh, it just seemed to be a, a wonderful place to, uh, to place a story. So oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. My wife and I went to Venice about, uh, Oh, 10 years ago now. And, you 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 walk through that city and you almost look for conspiracies all around you. You feel well, you know, like you're on a movie set. That's no, that's right. And and one of the things that's kind of interesting is that I was I was just wandering around by myself one day, middle of the afternoon, um, 
and there was a storm coming in and literally it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and the sky was purple black. Mm. And uh, I, I had gotten lost. I had a map. I'm trying to read the map and figure out where I am so I can get back to my hotel. And I, I look up at the street sign and you know how they're embedded in the, in the corners of buildings. Right. Right. And the name of the street is Calle de la Morte, the street <laughs> of the dead. And I said, Oh my God, Check this your has got to be in a book. <laughs> so literally that one scene uh-huh. turned out to be the catalyst for developing the whole story. Right. Right. Well, maybe, maybe you've got the, uh, the successor series to the James Bond series here, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> as that kind of goes down of late, uh, we need we need to bring something back that has that same sense of romance and adventure. Yeah. So, yeah. well, uh, let me ask you a couple of other questions. I I know uh-huh. in some of our talks before, uh, you said that your life has informed your writing and. You know, I can't help but wonder as I read your books, where do you get these story ideas? Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, uh, well, uh, several sources. Uh, you mentioned Evil Deeds, which is the first book in the Danforth saga. That story is actually based on the real-life kidnapping of our two-and-a-half-year-old son mm. when I was stationed with the U.S. Army in Greece. Mm. And so... You know, when, yeah, that'll you stay have, with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And when you have something like that happen, it, you know, and, and you have a an, uh, passion about wanting to write, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Pythagorean Solution, which is a standalone thriller. Um, right. That was based on historical content uh, uh, that occurred during the Second World War in again in, in Greece, Greece yeah. uh, dur- during the Nazi, Nazi occupation. Uh, and of course, the story comes forward to present time. Uh, I've had, uh, in one case, uh, the uh, Curtis Chronicles series started with a conversation I had with a friend at a cocktail party, a dinner party. And uh, he said, I got to tell you this story. And I know you've had the same experience and you you immediately cringe because, you know, <laughs> the story is going to be horrid, right? right. <laughs> well, he he starts to tell me about he, he gets a call from a Honolulu detective that his sister has committed suicide mm-hmm. and he flies over to Honolulu to settle her affairs and bury her and they won't release the body. And then they find drugs in her body, in her system, and she wouldn't even take an aspirin. And and then she worked for a law firm and nobody from the law firm showed up at the memorial service. And something's and, wrong. And he, yes, something's and wrong. And he's telling me this story. And, I'm, I, and the more he tells me, the more excited I get. And I go over to my wife and I said, I got to, I got to go home. I, just, I, I can't stay for dinner. He she just said, gave you leave. your next book, right? Yeah. They're not going to, you can't leave. They're about to serve dinner. No, no. I got to go home. I got to start writing this story. So there's a, there, that, that little, that short conversation has now become a three book series mm. and the fourth one I'm working on now. Oh, so. wow. Well, you know, that you are so um, prolific as well as successful. Um, and I know I have my favorites. I've I've read almost all your books. Uh, I uh, one of my my favorites was Terror Cell, which was one of the earlier uh, Danforth books. Uh, you must have favorites of your own. I, I've written a bunch of books. I know you've written many more than I have. 
what's what's your baby? Boy, that's a you know I get to ask that question all the time, Bob, and it and it, it it's kind of like your children. You yes. know, you love them all the time, but sometimes you like one better than the other on any particular day, mm-hmm. depending on their behavior. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, you know. Pythagorean, the Pythagorean solution was my first book, and it's probably the least skillfully uh, crafted of all my mm-hmm. work. But uh, so you know, you, you it's your first love, it's That's your right. first book, That's and so. Right. Um, but, and I'd have to tell you that um, probably my last book, m- most recent book, the Carnivale Conspiracy, uh, is also one of my favorites, only because it's the most recent one, and I. Uh, my my th- philosophy is that as long as my books get better with each one, you yep. know, each one that I write, mm-hmm. as long as it's better than the last one, then I'm going to continue to write. Right. Well, and, I can I can tell you, it comes across. Uh, you are at the peak of your skills in this book, and well, thank uh, you. I was uh, I was delighted uh, to read it. And uh, I'm looking for. I'm glad to hear that the Danforths will be back. Uh, I I do feel for Bob, but then again, uh, you and I are both authors after we retired, and so we're about as busy as Bob, only without uh, quite the sense of danger, perhaps. Yeah, well, the only problem Bob's got, you know, when when I wrote Evil Deeds, Bob was in his twenties and he was leaping over fences, <laughs> and and now he's going around them or tripping over right, them. So. Right. Yeah, that's always a, a question. I think every author who writes a series uh, has to face that. Uh, how am I going to age these guys, you know, my characters? Uh, or am I not? Sometimes they're not. Uh, but well, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, I think in in the case of uh, the Danforths and Bob, uh, aging him also uh, added a whole new perspective uh, to his relationship with his wife and uh, and really fleshed that out. And I think also it, it gave him the opportunity now to bring in uh, his son and grandson, which is wonderful. Yeah, and I'll tell you what else has happened is that, uh, and I, I appreciate your comment about their, Bob and Liz's relationship, but uh, in Evil Deeds, Liz started out as an uh, unsophisticated um young woman who uh, was uh, out of the country for the first time, mm. uh, you know, she, mm-hmm. her son gets kidnapped. She's, she's not handling all this very well. Now she has grown into one very tough, uh, courageous, yes, o- older woman. And yes. that's one of the things that I've gotten so much pleasure out of is having Liz's character grow and grow through the series. The mistake I made uh, is that I have had them age chronologically perfectly over the <laughs> l- over the life of the you know of the mm-hmm. of the series, unlike um, the Lassiter Martinez case files, where I literally have our, Susan Martinez and and Barbara Lassiter um, pretty much staying at a point in time throughout the three book series mm-hmm. so far. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you can always do a prequel, you know. I mean, 
once Bob gets too old, <laughs> turn yeah. back the hands of time. But uh, That's a good idea. Yeah. Let, let me just do a plug here. This is the Black Range Pub podcast. I'm your host, Robert Cadera, and we are speaking with noted New Mexico author Joseph Bedal about his latest novel, The Carnivale Conspiracy. And uh, now I'd like to move on and talk a little bit about your future writing efforts and uh, what the, uh, you've... You've remained so busy and prolific the last two years during the pandemic. It didn't really seem to slow you down at all. Uh, what uh, what do you have on tap for us in the next year or so? Uh, well, thanks for asking. First of all, COVID has been a real boon because it's it. There's a lot of things I used to do before COVID that now I, I am able to commit to just writing. Right. Um, but I've, the fourth book in the Lassiter Martinez case files, uh, which is titled Everything to Lose, will be out in the spring of 2022. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, I, uh, I have the uh, fourth book in the, Cur- in the Curtis Chronicles uh, in uh, draft form right now. I've, I'm about halfway through. And then I've, I've, uh, briefly tried to come up with some plot points for the next book in the Danforth saga. So uh, the, my publisher wants me to do another standalone, uh, but I, have, I haven't really gotten into that one yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're going to be a busy boy. <laughs> are you going to, are you going to resume uh, any more public contacts, uh, book signings and appearances? Um. You know, I've been doing a lot of Zoom, uh, right? You know, speeches and 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 uh, uh, both for book clubs as well as uh, uh, writers groups and so forth. Uh, I, I don't have. I, I I really don't have any plans to do any personal appearances in bookstores uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that. Uh, who knows when bookstores are going to be able to open up and do true, it. I mean, I, I know that some of them are having live events, but um, as soon as you, I've had a couple live events scheduled for out of state and then they got canceled because right, of COVID. So right, right. Um, also, Bob, uh, what we're seeing is uh, about 95% of all of our sales are ebook sales on Amazon. Right. Right. And so, I, my time is a whole lot better committed to uh, social media, uh, promoting myself on social media, promoting mm-hmm. the books on social media and so forth than, than doing personal appearances. Right, right, right. I found that to be true, too. Um, and even if you're willing to go out and do a personal appearance, I think a lot of, a lot of our readers uh, are still hesitant to, uh, to go out and mingle. So it's, you don't want to get too right. far out in front of them. So, well, yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you what, what I really enjoy too is, is I'm having more fun interacting with writers and aspiring authors uh, than just about anything else besides the writing itself. I, I'm, I'm, I'm already scheduled for a presentation to Southwest writers I saw next that. year. Yes, yes. I've got a uh, military writer society of America um, presentation in January. I'm also uh, presenting to the 
Western right, women writers uh, in uh, early 2022. And I've also, uh, it's just kind of interesting, I'm giving a speech to a retirement center oh. uh, uh, down in uh, Valencia County in January. Um, so I'm going to talk about natural causes, which <laughs> which involved, which is about uh, multiple murders in a retirement center. Right. So I'm, I hope I don't scare the people to death. You got to have a disclaimer, I think, at the beginning. Yeah, of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have found um, uh, you can kind of zoom yourself to death, but on the other hand, I uh, I have come to appreciate the benefits of that. Uh, I did a. Uh, a Zoom presentation to Southwest writers just about a week ago, and um, and I found that our membership, and this is not due to anything I did. We had great leadership the last couple of years. Uh, our membership has actually grown over the last uh, two years, and it's diversified. So even though we are Southwest writers. We have uh, dozens and dozens of members around the globe now, which is a terrific thing. You know, everywhere I go, when I talk to authors or, or, you know, aspiring authors, I ask them if they have a writer's group in their local community. Mm. And, with, you know, with some exceptions, they tell me yes. Uh, but in most cases, they don't. Mm. And, you know, maybe they have critique groups that get together. But right. uh, Southwest Writers Workshop is a world-class organization and uh it has made it has made a big difference in my career it's how i got started uh you know with with my writing and go, you're going to seminars and joining a, a critique group and so forth and um it is a it, it, i think it's the uh um the template for writers groups that communities all over the world ought to follow well, I'll give you a shout out and an amen on that, Joe, because uh, I consider the uh, the day I joined Southwest Writers in 2011 uh, the best single thing I ever did, uh, and I certainly would never have achieved uh, success as a writer without the help of so many. Uh, of their courses and the people and and I certainly include you in that Joe. Uh, it it's a their motto of uh, writers helping writers pretty much says it all. And if you are yeah. listening to this show and you are considering a writing career or uh, you've retired and you think maybe there's a a memoir in you or something like that, I would urge you to uh, contact the office at Southwest Writers here in Albuquerque. Uh, you will not be disappointed. That's right. Okay. Well, Joe, this has really been a delight, and I'd like to thank you for stopping by. <clears throat> we'll keep our eye on you this next year, maybe have you come back and, and talk a little bit about your next book or your next book or your next book, <laughs> because <laughs> they seem to just cascade from your mind. Well, I, I very much appreciate uh, you having me and appreciate your friendship and support, and, and uh, um, lo I'll look forward to uh, hopefully being a guest again in the future. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Joseph Bedal, uh, author extraordinaire here, and uh, 
we'll uh, be talking to other uh, other area writers. We have Ann Hillerman who will be coming by in January. So please be looking for that. Joe, thanks again for coming by and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you, Bob. Thank you. Okay. Thanks very much. That's it for today. Thanks for stopping by the Black Range Pub. We hope you enjoyed our time together and will come back and visit us again. The Black Range Pub is brought to you by Black Range Publishing, home of the award-winning Gabe McKenna Mystery Series. To learn more about all our podcasts and books and to be notified of future programs and upcoming publications, be sure to check us out at www.blackrangepublishing.com. Thanks again. Adios. Mm-hmm.